0: And welcome to another episode of the Please Do Tell podcast with your homegirl Ronika with this special series called What's Your Why? So this particular episode, we have two guests. Usually we have one, but we have two. And we have John Sams and we have James Gunther. And I'm going to throw it over to them for them to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about them.
1: All right, great. So uh, she said, I'm James Gunther uh i am one half of the present pillars duo uh i guess my why would be not
0: yet not we yet just, we want you, we, tell us about yourself tell us about me yeah okay. what you doing before present?
1: so um before present pillars i would say um i worked a lot with uh youth uh many years with the boys and girls club uh i'm really passionate about uh, my community uh helping people um i have one Beautiful young daughter, uh, my girlfriend and La-, La Quinta, as she would want me to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's me. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> All right, John.
2: My name is John, JB and Devin's dad. That's our intro for our show. Oh, um, nice. I am 36, getting up there in age, uh, community member forever. Uh, also, work for the Boys and Girls Club of Ben Arbor. Uh, been around for a long time i say community activist uh, engagement, uh, all around a good person, looking for. Uh, this is not a dating show. So, <laughs> I <laughs> I I like like where's he where going, it's going with this? Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> I was like, let's bring you, it back. We when you gave also. your age,
0: I said, oh. Let's bring it okay, okay, back. Okay.
3: Let's okay, bring let's it back. Swipe okay. right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> right,
2: right. <laughs> I mean, Denied.
0: Whoa. <laughs> all right. Let's bring it back. Okay. Um,
2: okay. No, but um, I'm happy to be here. Good, good. So.
0: The funny part about all this is that I've known John for, I would say, most of my life. Um, I was, I think, Jane, did we meet because of the club? I feel like we knew each other before that. Oh, no. no. I was about to say, yeah, Yeah. your mentor is one of my good friends. And so that's how we met. So we had a mutual friend there. But, okay, speaking of friendships and everything, we're going to go into the segment of At the Playground. So what they did tell you all is that um, James and John have this dynamic platform called Present Pillars that they're going to talk about a little bit later, but we do want to do this segment of At the Playground. You know, remember the song At the Playground? Okay, just wanted to make sure. So the reason why I named this segment At the Playground is because between the grades of fourth and sixth grade, I didn't have recess. And the funny part about this is that John didn't have recess either. We were in the same class. So instead of having recess, we did mental math. So we can tell you any and everything about mental math, but my goodness, we can't. All these stories that we had bottled up, we are ready to tell them. So when we think about at the playground, we want to talk about a story from either your childhood, your adolescent, or just really if you could think about a story in your life way before right now but a story in your life that has shaped you into the person that you are today and and I can even use an example for myself is that I spent a lot of time at the knees of elders and listening to stories like I love storytelling and the reason why I'm so passionate about especially how archives are are just put together in obituaries is because there's so much of a person's life that's missing from that obituary and that's why storytelling is so important to me you get to know that person's story outside of just that so I want to ask you all what is a story that you can think of like probably the first story that comes to your head that or to your mind that you think about man that did shape the course of my life so Think about that mm. for a okay. second. Okay. I mean, I even gave you an example, so I to see. buy you a little bit of time for me. Do you want me to provide a story for myself? Uh, yeah, <laughs>
3: yes. I would love to hear let <laughs> yeah. yes, Let's do it. So I right, to right, okay, I'm when I'm okay.
0: Going. <laughs> 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 so for myself, it's um, when we think about obituary. So I, I can even remember the first. Funeral that I attended was actually Miss Clement. I don't Mm -hmm. know if, do you remember Miss Clement? Mm -hmm. She was a paraprofessional um, at Boynton Montessori, which is our elementary school. And um, I can remember going and seeing, um, or actually getting the newspaper and reading her obituary. But I kept thinking, like, there's so much more to her. So that turned into my job, my job at my grandparents' house, was to read the obituaries to my grandfather every night, and so, especially if they were <laughs> black, I was asking him, like, did you know them? Because we come from a small community. It's less than 10,000 people. So I would, add, I would read this obituary, and then that's also, well, reading comprehension, you're mm-hmm. strengthening, you're learning new words and everything, and then you're also learning a lot about a person's family history. That's why when I see obituaries now and I see people leaving our names, I'm like, oh, so that, that ain't your Amy? Why she wasn't in this, this obituary? So my job was to, of course, read the obituary, talk to him about it. He was able to give me his his interaction with that person. So that was a whole new story, a whole new outlook of who that person was. And then I started to think like, man, there are so many other people that have little obituaries, like it may be less than a paragraph, but they live this long life. So, when I think about storytelling, I think about really that dash, because life is the dash, so that shaped the course of my life, and that's how I really got pushed into storytelling. So for you all <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> So for Very you good. all, um what is that story for you, or for some people, it's a couple of moments that happen, but what are, what would be some of those stories for you?
2: Well, I'll go first um it's about giving back, right? So, Or kind of like giving back and my dad. <clears throat> so I, I played soccer when I was super young. I was killing them, right? Um, but my dad was never there. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm scoring four or five goals a game. Me and Terry on the same, Terry Stokes on the same team. We are killing Tony Davis' team. And then baseball <laughs> we play. And my dad would coach somebody else's team. And I'm like, you're just not there. So I realized later in life that the reason my dad wasn't at my games is because he was helping other young kids. Mm-hmm. And then I had told him one day, I was like, Dad, why do you continue to to coach baseball? I mean, you've been doing it for 20 years. My dad has a key to the city uh, for, for volunteering for the city of, uh, for Union Park Baseball. And he was like, well, Jay, the reason I do it is because I'm the only father figure that these kids have. And I said, I'll never do that shit, right? I forget my bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> And then I turned out being the exact same way. Well, mm-hmm. I spend majority of my time giving back to the community, helping out other people's kids to the point where I got I to intentionally make sure I'm there for my kids because I know how I felt that my, my, I'm not around, my dad wasn't around for me. Mm-hmm. But he was always around. He just made sure that he was there for other kids too, right? And then looking at my history, my granddad was the same way because he got the field named after the baseball field when, because of his contributions to Union Park Baseball and Little League. So full circle... I I never really wanted to give back. I kind of fell in it. But then it just made sense. Part of my life.
0: Yeah. It's part of that legacy. Yeah. yeah. James, what about you?
1: Man, so I guess mine would be kind of the way I grew up. Um, It was always uh, me and my siblings, right? So that kind of trend. Like, as I got older, of course, I can't spend all my time with my siblings, right? But the way I treat my friends
3: Mm.
1: is a lot like the way I grew up, right? I'm always around them. Yeah. Like, (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people laugh because I spend a lot of time at the teen center and I don't work there no more. So they'll be like, what are you even doing here? I'm like, well, my friends are here. So.
0: <laughs> no, my, fr- my friends are here. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah.
1: But I think I think mine isn't as long as you guys. But I think to me that is uh, something that really shaped me. Because um, to this day, me and my siblings are still that way. Like, I got to be connected in some way. So.
0: Yes. Is that one of the reasons why you moved back
1: to uh, family is a huge reason? Yeah. Um, so my daughter was born in Florida. Actually, I was here. I found out my daughter. I mean, my girlfriend was pregnant. So I went back to Florida to kind of make sure, you know, everything was good. there, being present pillar. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, John. <laughs> <laughs> Left you out again. Oh, okay. and, and so I went back there and then um, we were able to come back here. Um, she was born in the pandemic, like the height of it in April. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, braved through that. And my parents only got to see her once, um, like when she was three months old and then they didn't see her again until we moved here. And uh, she got here in August of this year. So it was a long time. So, you know, and my parents are, you know, don't don't be mad at me all, uh, but they're getting up in age too. So, you know, I just want to be around, want her to be around them, mm-hmm. um, me or all her cousins, uh, you know, so. Yeah.
0: That's pretty dope. um, Yeah. Yeah. Family first. So, we're going to segue into why you're here. Yes. What's your why? So, I want you all to tell me the story of the conception of Present Pillars because just from the name, someone will be like, what is Present Pillars? So, tell us how that even came about, please.
2: Well, we were. At my house, mm-hmm. uh, we was kind of talking just like normal fathers do and just talking about the nuances of fatherhood. And we were like, man, we got to do something about it. And in, in this community, uh, fatherhood is pushed to the back, right? And we, uh, we, we noticed that there wasn't a lot of resources, visible resources for especially black fathers. So we would just talk and we said, you know, we need to start recording our conversation. We'd be dropping jams in this conversation that we recorded. It said, we need to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And we was like, Really? And let's do it.
1: Why not? And then from
2: that <laughs> conversation, we realized that there was a lot of other black fathers that were dealing with some of the same things that we were dealing with. Yeah. Right. So we have this podcast that tradi- is, is set for black fathers to heal. And that podcast turned into a for-profit and that for-profit turned into a nonprofit and a nonprofit turned into, uh, impact. I mean, uh, reach programs such as free fatherhood programs. And it's, it's, take it on a mind of his own and it all came from conversations about fatherhood in our living room and we realized that too many fathers I could be the you could be the answer to my prayers but all we do is talk about sports and women Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. we we, we continue to talk about the surface level bull crap and we never get to the real issues I can call myself I'm sorry (laughs) so and and in doing so uh, we've been able to Man, really dive into some real cool conversations and talk about therapy, black therapists, mm-hmm. and talk about financial literacy, and talk about home ownership, and talk about just moving, move, moving forward as a community, as a black man, right? Because, like James said, we're society's issues. We're always society's problems. And that's not fair because a quick CDC uh, look up, you see that we actually are the, the best, right? And I'm, I'm trying to, to hold my, my <laughs> composure because I'm very passionate about when I talk about black fatherhood. Um, but it, it started off with just a conversation between two friends and now we have a group of black fathers that want more, want mm-hmm. better, and there to be better fathers, better friends, better husbands and better sons. Right? And it's and, and the only negative uh conversation we had is that it it seemed like we're just doing too much for fathers. But it's it's goofy because if we don't heal the black father, then we cannot heal the black family. That's when the mic drop shits. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You like that? I did. <laughs> yeah. I didn't to do no work. Like, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> but I, I think to add to that, um, to me, the biggest thing is uh, health equity, right? So when we talk about the CDC, right, I was just perusing through the CDC website and so many categories um, black men are the top of, right? Like lung cancer. I had no idea. Um like naturally being black we, we hear about the diabetes obesity hypertension mm-hmm. and all of those things but even working in a building where public health happens right because i don't feel like i'm actually in public health but you don't really see messaging right towards black men mm-hmm. right there are so many things out there that black men could take advantage of but there's no messaging there so that's kind of the, one of the things that i want to do with president pillars is improve messaging right, when he talks about for-profit and non-profit, like, one of the things I'm most excited about is giving us more positive images of black fathers, black men, and I think that's really something we could tackle with Present Pillars um, as, as a media presence, and I'm really excited about yeah. that.
0: So, I was able to be a part of one of the discussions, or it wasn't even, I don't support know if it was, Support Yeah, well, it it was support a support group, group mm-hmm. and whoa like i was just really a it was one of those situations where people asked to be a fly on the wall i said i was actually a fly on the wall to hear the stories of black men in this community that work in this community live within this community and talk about the challenges the wins of being a father Mm -hmm. And I know we've had conversations about even the impact that my father had on my life. Mm -hmm. So why do you all feel that there is such a disconnect with, I guess, or black men aren't really thriving as much as they should be? I think it's the narrative, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Um, Because they are actually thriving. Mm -hmm. But if we don't own the media, then the only image you're going to see is BMF. Oh, or, yeah. uh, Slavery. Yeah. Slavery. Yeah. Or what's, what's <laughs> yeah. the other or one? Power, or, right? Yeah. And, then, and to think like, uh, you know, uh, uh, a show about successful black men is corny, mm-hmm. right? But in reality, that's what we all are thriving to be, right? Not when we're 80, but when we're 25, we want to get the picket fence. We want to get the four-bedroom home. But success is looking at different. So it's not that we're not thriving. It's the fact that it's not highlighted, yeah. right? There's some great men in this community. And then, it's, you know, like we always talk about, uh, success is not... Uh, if you feel like you're successful, you're successful. If you feel like you're a great dad, just continue to be better at yourself and be, become that big. It's like, I think that therefore I am, right? Yeah. You don't want to, because uh, media would treat you like you're not really doing as much, right? And and, and I, if I compare myself to James and I look at it like, man, I'm, I'm not doing it as well. I'm not doing what where I need to be. So you have to look at yourself and like really just block out Instagram, block out Facebook because... Social media is who people want to be, not who they are,
1: yeah. right? The yeah. People
2: don't put up uh, <laughs> that they're struggling to pay their bills on Instagram. They put up, t- they flash your money and yeah. Gucci belts and Louis Vuitton, everything, right? They take it back to the story the next day. Absolutely, yeah. right? They're, and on, on social <laughs> yeah. media, you know, the, the dads that don't necessarily want to do better, but they're social media dads. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I say this all the time that the reason why I love what I do is because if you ever notice a grandparent, how they're so good with their kids, right, The grandkids, that's a do-over for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing this now so we can be good parents now, not say, man, when I'm a grandparent, I'm going to do everything I wanted to do with that grandkid, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we're giving fathers the tools now, the resources now, to go out and, and heal, because that's all it is from a health equity standpoint. Everything goes back to health, financial health, mental health, physical health. It's health. So if we're going to heal this community, we have to heal ourselves first, right? We have to be accountable for what we do and how we act and how we display ourselves on social media, right? I always tell a story about how my name used to be John J. Bird Sams on the Internet, Mm -hmm. right? And I said, for me to get anywhere in life, i got to change my damn name, right? That's my mama. She named me that, and I'm always be J. Bird. But on the Internet, I'm be John C. Sams IV because that's my legacy. And if I'm going anywhere, I have to be the model that I say I need to be right i got to model my behavior i got to show my son positive images of me i got to show my son that i can't love on a woman right i can't be i can't be kind to his mom right we don't have to b- b- battle we mm-hmm. need to be understanding of mm-hmm. each other i need to show my daughter that uh, her self worth is not on h- how she looks yeah right so it's it's a lot of things i, I kind of went around about answering the question that's okay. but that's just yeah. what was the question i don't know <laughs> <laughs> do. do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I do have a question for you, James. And then I'm going to we'll see if John can answer this next question. But as we think about passing down even legacy, what are and my mom always says this, like there's things about me that you may not agree with. And there's some things about me that you love and that you can improve upon. What are some things for you that you look at with your father, even your grandfather, or some men that that were in your life or that have raised you or made you who you are? What are some things that you just like, "Mm, he worked too much and I'm Mm. not going to do that. But he said, I love you every night. And I know that I'm going to make sure I say I love you in the morning and at night. So what were some things that you look at with them? And it's like, okay, I know I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to improve upon
1: this. All right, so I'm going to start off by getting in trouble. Okay. My dad won't like that I said this, but <laughs> I feel good. like <laughs> I feel like in watching the way my dad raised me. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right.
3: It's a safe
0: space, you know. Purging is good. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah.
1: But um, I would say my dad was really stern. Um, uh, we were raised in church um, and he was one of the strongest men I know in terms of convictions, right? Mm-hmm. What he said, he stood on, like mm-hmm. at all times. So my dad was a hard worker, um, pastor. Uh, you know, we, we were the traditional, you can't say shoe, you can't call grown people a liar, like mm-hmm. all of these things, right? So as I got older, I started to learn a lot more about my dad and I figured out that He didn't have his dad growing up, right? So, and my dad's an immigrant, too. So, a lot of the crossover from being Jamaican, right, he brought to us. Okay. Um, So, and all of that, I learned that a lot of the things he did for us was because he was trying to fill something that he didn't have for himself. So, now, Uh um, I spent a lot of my time being angry with him because, like, man, why didn't you come to my games? Or why are you always at work? Or all of these things, but he was doing what he thought a man was, right? And I have to say, too, he is the greatest man I know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love saying I've never known a moment of life without my dad, life without my dad, right? It's my favorite thing to brag on because now I get to do the same thing, right? But I do notice sometimes now that I repeat some of the same things, right? I work too much. Mm-hmm. I'll leave the house at 8 in the morning, and I won't come back till nine thirty, ten o'clock sometimes, right? So John is actually really good at reminding me, hey, man, go home. Like, you, you got people at home waiting for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's hard for me to stop because hard work is addictive. It's, it's something I was taught. So, that's
0: culture too, right? Yeah, yeah. You say that's oh, yeah. culture. That yeah, that's definitely, mm-hmm. that's definitely making. That's very Jamaican. Um, yeah. But
1: I would say that. Um, but also learning to give grace to our parents, I think, is a really important thing because they're human. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you grow up, like, I always view my dad as perfect. Like I didn't, I chose not to look at his flaws, Mm -hmm. and I always like just held him in such high esteem. But that's that's a hard thing to live up to. And now that my dad is, you know, just slowing down, let's be honest, right? He's starting to feel like some type of way about a lot of the things that a lot of the the opinions that we may have of him and stuff like that. But I try to remind my siblings and just anyone dealing with these situations, like give them grace. They're human. Like they never had to live up to these crazy notions we had about them and all that kind of stuff so yeah i I love the human like and i like Mm -hmm. talking to him about like him just being imperfect right ricky hill said something yesterday he was like uh we are perfect because we were we're behaving the way we were made to be right which is imperfect we're perfectly imperfect Mm -hmm. and i thought that was a great way to put it so yeah yeah
0: that's so good all right on my turn Mm -hmm. totally
2: um, I'm going to do the sandwich approach, right?
0: <laughs> the who?
2: The sandwich approach. You get okay. good, you get bad, and you coming back with some All good. All right?
0: right, okay. Um,
2: my dad is a great dad. Mm-hmm. Um, raised two kids, my brother and I. Um, coached his whole life, you know. Um, my dad and my mom, I say they divorced when I was like in the seventh grade. But before that, Let's go back to his his childhood, what I'm learning. So my dad's di- dad passed away when he was early 20s. So essentially, he was the man in the house early. He was raising his other siblings, him and my grandma. So he didn't understand what a father was, because as a grown man, when you needed advice, he didn't have it. So my dad, like most dads, is very disciplined, was number one, right? You're going to... Beat the slugs at you if you do something wrong. <laughs> then my dad was a coach, so when he got in trouble, he'd say, Take off. he say, where, where the fuck am I running to? Yeah. It's 20 degrees outside. <laughs> I've taken off. <laughs> I, I
3: was like, Please, where, where, like, where am I, I going? Get, yeah. Right?
2: <laughs> Just get out and go. That's that's a, that's <laughs> my dad. So uh, I would have went out and ran in the backyard. <laughs> <Come, laughs> Sam's, he was like, All right, I guess we got to run in the snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's figure this out.
0: I've never heard that
2: before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but he, uh, my, so I had a different uh, view of my dad. I never thought he was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. My dad was, me and my dad, we always bumped heads since I was in like the sixth grade. I was like, I always say that I lived a grown man life a long time. Seen things I shouldn't have saw like most people uh-huh. uh, around uh, Bent Harbor. And uh, it kind of shaped who I am today, right? My, my friends always say I'm a grandpa the way I carry myself. I'm an mm-hmm. old man. It's because I have always been a little man. You know what I mean? Even going back and forth with my elementary teachers, I'm not doing that. No, I guess <laughs> I won't go outside. I guess I won't have recess today. That is today. true. <laughs> right? That is that, um, is. that is true. But my dad, um, man, he's he's just a good dude. He's mm-hmm. just a good dude that um, was very stern. Um, he he talk, my dad always always say that don't trust people who talk fast. And he was talking about me. Right. But he talks faster than I do. Okay. So it was just yeah. It, yeah. a lot of shit. It was <laughs> yeah. it, that's yeah. that's how it is. Think we think about, we get, about yeah. this, this was in the eighth grade. We going mm-hmm. back and forth. Um he, he, I mean, community member, right? Coaches baseball for thirty years, coached football for fifteen, uh, raised two dynamic individual sons. My my brother's will be a lawyer, I believe, next year. Um, you know, I'm I'm director of the Boys and Girls Club and, and we, we have our own organization. Um, with President Pillars, um, so he did real. He raised men, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm proud to say my dad raised really independent, strong men uh, from where he came from to what he had to deal with to uh, from, you know, politics to, uh, to working at the city hall for 30 years in the water department. All the connections that he made, he did that on his own, right? Uh, he didn't. He didn't, even though my granddad was a great man, my dad built his life for himself, right? Um, and I take that when I, sometimes I'm so independent too, I don't ask for, I'm just learning how to ask for help because my, I would watch my dad and say, no, I'll do it myself, mm-hmm. right? He'll go fuck up a gate
3: instead <laughs> of asking for
2: help, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's just how I am. So I'm just learning how to like, like James said, give myself grace, ask for help, understand that I can't do everything, not beat someone down for them not understanding what's going on. And uh, it just continue to move. Like my dad, man, he's he's a fantastic. And we're just starting to communicate better. I always say that if I hadn't gotten to this work, then I wouldn't have the need, the, the thought process to even like, man, let me go ask what he's going through.
0: Yeah. And
2: yeah. It, and when those those communication channels open up, you're like, whoa, you went through a lot, man. Mm-hmm. That happened when he was in eighth grade. I wouldn't have got through that. Yeah. Like whoa. You know, because you always look at it from, from one side. Like, we, we're men, so we don't. Mommy knows best, right? Don't mm-hmm. you talk about mommy, right? Yeah. You know, and I, I've had that conversation with him. Hey, who are you talking to? Don't talk about mama. Mm-hmm. Right? But now you're like, mm, well, now, now that, I, I now that I'm a father, yeah. Yeah, mama, <laughs> you grow up. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. but it's, it's things like that where you don't realize how great your dad is mm-hmm. until either they're gone which, or that you, you, you sit back and become a father yourself mm. and be like, man. My dad, he did do it. He did bid us home by himself. He did, you know, uh, continue to help me out, right? My, right the other day, my dad said, "Hey, I got some groceries for you. I don't need no groceries, even though it was like no name brand food, you know what I mean?" But I was like,
1: oh, uh, "Give us the list. Give us the
2: list." It was. Like, I don't even want that list. I put list. like this. I put like this, <laughs> because man. Because
0: you would do it though. That's why I think I it's know. so funny. That, that's what's
2: so crazy. That's where I get it from. Man, he brought some some cereal called cherry something. <laughs> I was like, where did you get this from? <laughs> this thing at Walmart?
0: Save a lot. How many things did I
2: save a lot? <laughs> this was, <laughs> this, you bought this up the street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but that's why I'm very frugal, because my dad is very frugal. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I talk fast, because my dad talks fast. That's why I care deeply, because my dad cares deeply. Yeah. And you never understand until you become a man and understand what they go through.
1: Yeah. Man, I you make me want to brag on my dad a little I'm, bit. I'm going to do it because I'm a sandwich. I don't want to stay in that... That, you know
2: that bad. Nah, part, sure, you know what I mean it can't get nowhere like that. Okay, you know what I mean? say sure. word. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean you can learn from it, but yeah. you don't want to just stay in that space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's one thing that um, my dad told me when. So my mom, I only met my mom's dad maybe twice, two or three times. So I, the last time I seen him, he was on his deathbed. He was able to talk and all that, give a lot of of the stuff that he did back in the day which i was like this is a bit much but um i never understood why my mom was just kind of like that's milton that's whistle for me i was like but that's my granddad like who is he but my dad had to tell me you respect the person that provides for you Mm. you you learn so much and you 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 want to be so much like that person so what are some things i would say Or I want to ask you that it's like, oh, how do I want to put this? Let's spit it
1: out. Mm. Let's do it.
0: Mm. Because I'm even, I'm just thinking about when we think about men in our community, what are some conversations that you've had with young men that are thriving or wanting that relationship with just even if it's not a biological father? Because that was where my dad was going. Like I don't care if he's biologically or not. You, you are gravitating. You need to be listening to the person that is providing for you. How many young men in this community are looking for that type of guidance? And But how do they get it? Because I know what present pillars you're trying. You're actually working with fathers like, hey, be a better father. These, these are some of the tips. These are some of the things that you can do. Mm-hmm. But how do you help these young men and young girls? Because I was a young girl, you know, once upon a time, too. How do you help these young people to say, like, you know, they're hurting because they don't have a father in their life. So what do you say to them?
1: I would say, uh, so in the, in the Boys and Girls Club, we did, in Passports Manhood, it was an exercise called Dear Dad. Oof, and Dear Dad messed me up every time. Yeah, I kept all those letters.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I kept all the letters because in that session, right, Passport is one of those things where you have to get them to get down there and then, then be quiet, and then during the lesson, somebody's going to tell a joke or be disruptive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Somebody moon That that was my last day. (laughs) That wasn't funny. You were pretty upset. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't cool. Um, But when we did that session, I saw a side of these guys that I never saw before Mm -hmm. um, because they finally had a chance to, like, take the coat off, right, yeah. and be vulnerable for a second. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> um, and I think the best part about that was they all got to do it together, right? So mm-hmm. John always says uh, either you're raised by your parents or you're raised by your friends, right? A lot of times these, these kids raise their, they raise themselves, right? And people are quick to say, I'm sorry if this is a tangent, but people are quick to say, these kids have no respect, or these kids have this, or they Mm -hmm. don't do that, right? Mm -hmm. But where were they supposed to learn it from? Mm -hmm. Right, because they got parents on the internet twerking and being disrespectful. And I saw a video on on Facebook the other day when people were saying the girl was being disrespectful, and she was, right? But respect is something that's taught and reciprocated, right? It's not a one-way street, honor is. So the girl jumped on her mom because her mom, I don't know why, right? But she jumped on her mom, but in the video, everyone was saying in the comments, like, oh, she, the girl's so disrespectful, but they're glossing over the fact that her mom was just calling out her name, like demeaning her, degrading her, and where is she supposed to learn this respect from, right? You have to give to get, right? Now, honor, I do agree. She should show her mom way more honor than she did. But respect is a two-way street, and if we don't get it, we won't learn it. Hmm. So, I'd say all that. What was the question? Please do tell. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was
0: saying, how do you help these young people that don't have I would say just
1: by doing what we're doing now, modeling good behavior, modeling mm-hmm. respect, modeling community, um, being people that they can call on and uh, ask for guidance and stuff like that. Because even in my job um, at the health department and working with these young fathers, a lot of them they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what a good dad is. A lot of them didn't have their dad, right? A lot of them went through the system, right? I know a guy right now that spent what seven years from eleven to nineteen in juvenile, right? Away from his family. That's all he knows. Now he has a hard time trusting anyone. He wants to, right? He he, he loves the thought of being a dad. His son will be born soon. But the the financial part of that, the providing part of that, the the being there, the being vulnerable, the emotional part of that, he he just lost on it right? because yeah. he never had that. People abandon people and then they expect them to have this full range of emotion that that doesn't come with uh, just, it's it's not osmosis, right? It's experience.
2: And, and the reason why we have our jobs in the first place, going back to what we, is because the fathers are absent. They're, yeah. they're just not there, right? And... We have a generation of kids being raised by, I say, the streets, by their peers. Mm-hmm. And what they think is right is wrong. And what they think is wrong is actually right. Cause it's so so it's hard to tell a kid, and, I, and, I, and I'm very open. I, I, kids smoke. They do. Yeah. Please don't smoke on Facebook Live. Because I can't tell you to stop smoking because you're going to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Kids have sex. Hey, I know you're having sex. Can you please wear condoms? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's meeting the kids where they are instead yeah. of talking at the kids. Right. Yeah. We have to talk to these kids. Right. Yeah. Because we once were kids. Right. So we talking about these young fathers and James does a really good job. Like that's his that's his thing. Talking to young fathers. Right. And he gets them to believe in themselves because he believes in them. But he gets them to believe in their self so they can believe that they're a better father. They can believe that they can be something to be better for their kid. And it's scary because they're going in life having a kid being a kid, mm. not having any role models, and they got James saying, "No, you can do this." So, so they going back and forth with James, and it be, only because he believes in them, right? So in, in, in his, and that's just one of his jobs dealing with fathers. So our whole life work is dealing with fathers. Our whole twelve-hour, thirteen-hour days is dealing with grown fathers, young fathers, just fathers, grandfathers, mm-hmm. baby fathers, right? Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we, we just around him. But uh What's it, wrong it, with
3: this dude. It's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. A fact. Yeah. A but, fact. A but
2: but it's it's <laughs> it, it goes back to we believe in them. We believe in the fathers. We know that because so, as our life's working, we only needed a push. We only needed someone to lead and guide us to get to where sort of, and we're still accepting help, right? And we telling our fathers, you're not that far off. Looking at a, a father's credit. And I just, I, 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 I profess father because that's what we work with. But I looked at one of my guys' credit. Uh, and I'm like, he was like, oh, man, I got this. I said, man, your credit is clean. You actually don't have credit. Go to the bank and get you a secured card and mm-hmm. let's work from there. He's like, yeah. I can do that? I mean, it's just the counsel that we need. Yeah. But we because us black fathers, we don't always ask for help. We, we are drowning when James has a uh, life vest and a lifeboat, right? And I'm sitting right next to him talking about LeBron James. They lose, Lakers losing every day, right? And it's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating that we're not that far away, but you have to, and that's why that support group is so important. And shout out to Pig for doing that because-
0: LaToya Turner. Miss LaToya
2: Turner. (laughs) And we, we, like we said, we have about, at this point, about six different support groups, and then we bring it back to the club in this massive support group mm-hmm. because we know that all fathers are not going to come to that space.
0: Yeah, yeah. You see what true. I'm saying? So we, have,
2: we, we, we partner with McAfee to get a support group there. We partner with uh, um, Pilgrim Rest to get a support group there. We partnering okay. with uh, this guy named John Woodley to have support groups there, and then we bring it all back. So we're trying to touch more fathers, yeah. right, because yeah. the more fathers we can touch, the truly we can build this community. And as we build our dad dad community and dad database we can do more right so it's just it's it's a continuous cycle the work's never going to be ending but it's it's, if i can empower 10 fathers to empower 10 fathers then we're going to make a huge impact and we're going to move a lot forward but just going back to the original conversation about helping out the young the youth and these young black fathers james is the best in town
0: so my question for you, James, is I know you guys are just really picking up each other. I'm here for no, it. No, seriously, okay? seriously, that's what you need. Hello, seriously. what? Since you are a newer father, mm-hmm. what would you say is some of the best advice that you got from John about becoming a father?
2: No cuss words.
0: Well, yeah. that's you. Yeah, that's I can't you. quote you for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs>
1: so I would say the best advice John ever gave me. Was hmm, slot, slot. Uh, I got to pick one. Man, RJ, you always do this to me. <laughs> 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 um, it wasn't things he said; it was stuff he did. Okay. Um, every summer, if Ooh! you know John, tell it. John don't care about nothing mm-hmm. during the summertime. If he got a job, so right. If <laughs> you got friends, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John is all about his kids in the summer. Like, he gets both of them, um, and everything is about them all summer long. Like, BJ, you do it. You can handle it. Mm -hmm. He empowers people because he knows what's important. And to me, um, that reinforces to me that my number one job, my dream job, is being a dad, right? Because that's what... The advice he gave me right or the advice i saw the way he lived his life um if you know john if you know john intimately and i'm sorry if this is too much but that's one of the struggles right because he has two kids in different states right indiana south carolina right Mm -hmm. and every day i'm with him i try to be conscious of the burden that 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 must like how heavy that must be on him right so just watching how he braves through everything for everyone else right I can call John and ask him for advice on anything, at any time of the day, right? He might not answer most of the time, but. (laughs) i call back. Yeah. (laughs) He'll call back, he'll text back. But watching people, like watching strong people be strong for everybody, and then the times I'm able to be strong for them, like to me, that's the most rewarding thing. Actually, it's the favorite thing about John and my dad. Mm. I love when my dad asks me for help. That is my favorite thing about being his son, when he can yeah. ask me for help, or when I actually have the capacity to help. It's, it won't be financial, because he doesn't need me there. But, yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, like, the other day he had a deer and he needed help hanging it up, right? I was late for our shoot because, hey, I'm about to go help my dad hang this deer. Like, he was so excited to me. <laughs> Like he needs me, like yes. yes yeah. <laughs> but I w- I would say that's it for me. Um watching the way he is with his kids and that summertime thing, like how nothing else matters. And he built it all year ro- all year long so that when the summer comes, like he's ready for them. That's dope to me. Yeah. Almost cried, man.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm almost m- yeah, cried.
0: It's real. <laughs> It's real. It's real. Bleed myself up. Yeah. I, <laughs> right, I just noticed that I was like, okay. Um, uh. I think one of the stories that I I even tell John a lot or I or I don't even know if I tell you a lot, but it, it comes up in my memory a lot is when um you were at work and your dad had your kids and they were sledding down the hill. <laughs> Right across, I think, where you guys record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that
2: hill.
3: Yeah, that hill.
0: That hill. And I think I... I noticed them first because I didn't know if I didn't know who you. <laughs> so that's why I stopped. No, I stopped because I was like, "Who are these kids with? <laughs> then I noticed it was your dad, and then I was like, "Well, let me get some video or something of them, right?" But I was just like, "Wow, it's those moments, it's those memories that'll never they will never forget." Mm-hmm. And I know that you're big on that. So, how important is it for you, t- or for you to express to other people? to make more memories. Like, that was a free mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. All we need is snow, and God gave us mm-hmm. that snow and that hill. Mm-hmm. And your dad was like, hey, this is free, this is fun. This is probably some things that he did with you all. But how can you express to other people that you don't always have to have money to create memories can I with this one? your mm-hmm. children?
1: Free fatherhood events that happen once a month. That's why we do it. Okay. Because people need the, the space and... Just the, the opportunity. Just say, hey, man, they're doing this. Let's go do it. The cookies and candy. It's mm-hmm. easy. Let's yeah. go do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Next yeah. month, we got a dinner mm-hmm. where we're giving away toys. Come. Yeah. Free food, free gifts, yeah. free fellowship.
2: And and I actually learned that from him. And, and then on top of that, I started taking pictures because of you. I had came back <laughs> to Benarver. Now, think about this. I'm going to tell you. It was, it was something you were doing. And you and, and and at the time, my old director Jeffrey, he was like, "Yeah, RJ does kaleidoscope. Is it color kaleidoscope?" Periscope. Periscope. Yeah, I kaleidoscope. Was like, kaleidoscope not bad. Away. It was periscope, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this just whole bunch of pictures." She was really killing. And I was like, "Let me start documenting my kid's journey." And, and check this out: our first ever event, and we noticed that black fathers did not have professional pictures with their kids. Mm-hmm. We was like, "No, we need to change that." So I was like, uh, "I learned this from my dad to always." Because they didn't always come from money, right? Mm-hmm. So they made sure that we were going to the matinee movies or going to play basketball in the backyard on a on a uh, cart, right? Those those precious memories, and I always tell James that embrace it now. Like even though. Now, he knows this the, the, the kid, with the age that they're crying and can't talk, I don't like it. That's not my friend. <laughs> I, I love communicating with my son mm-hmm. and daughter, and I'm just giving it to me like, Daddy, you stink. Yeah. Your poots smell bad. Yeah, this right. this is not real spaghetti. Dad, I don't like your earrings.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. You know about the spaghetti? Yes. Yes. It's nasty. Like, Daddy, your poot is disgusting. It's
2: nasty. I love this age because they can communicate yeah. back. Um, but embrace it because I go back and look at my son and daughter. I was like, oh, they were so cute. Mm-hmm. And now they're sitting here talking back to me. It's wild. And they're correcting they, you they, when we they, oh, say man. words wrong. Dad, it's not like, a real yikes. word. Right. Okay. Dad, <laughs> it's not green. It's brown. Yeah. You know, just, just stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but just embrace <laughs> embrace the journey. Embrace the journey because when they grow up, it's going to be different. So someone, what James said is some of my guilt is that because I'm not there 24-7, I do feel it all the time. Right. So even going back to that, to that support group, uh, it was a guy named Freddie Robinson. He spoke. Right. And I was like, oh, man, he said he says because uh, his story is and not to get too personal on his story. But he no,
0: it was really good. Yeah. He yeah.
2: he sh- him and his wife struggled to have a kid for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, I got people in the community calling me Uncle Freddie and Mr. Freddie and Daddy Freddie. And I was like, sh- that's what they call me. Uncle John and Mr. John. I got a teenager just sent me a long poem yesterday about how I impacted her life while she in college. And I'm like, God. I'm doing all this for these kids in Ben Harbor. Going back to my story, right? My dad was doing these kids in Ben Harbor, and I wasn't there. My granddad was doing for kids in Ben Harbor. And our own kids are essentially suffering because we're not there. But it's like, do you choose your passion? And and I'm trying to do both. But God wants me to do what he wants me to do. Mm -hmm. So I have my hardest part is when it hits me, and that's why I start seeing a black therapist. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: When it hits me, I have to understand that how do I, because I push people away. I've broken up with girlfriends, and I cussed friends out, and mm-hmm. I, my boss don't talk to me today because I couldn't handle what was going on internally. So for me to understand what my body is telling me, and I broke down. Freddie had said his story, and I was like, I can feel it. I won't be coming to work for another couple of days. Mm-hmm. So I end up breaking down crying just talking to him. I ran upstairs. I was like, let me clean myself up, right, because I'm actually hosting this event. I, and I, So I came. the next day I came and talked to my staff because I told them I wasn't coming in. And I said, this is what I'm going through. And it. it and if I say this, if you don't reveal it, you can't heal it. Right? So mm. I'm learning more to talk about what I'm going through. Because what I do is I'm helping somebody else. Mm-hmm. It ain't even about me all the time. Yeah. Right? It makes me feel better, and it makes me be able to say, well, let me call my, like, actually have these conversations with my kids because I'm, I'm telling these people, these random people, that what's going on with me. And they're like, oh, man, I'm going through the same thing. Our first ever uh, um interviewee uh Danny Jennings his story was so powerful now it, it went both ways because we had we got the negative and we got a lot of the positive right yeah. mm-hmm. but I had m- multiple men in my inbox saying I'm going through that same thing
0: I feel like that's when you started to see even the support group grow mm-hmm. from the first to the second mm-hmm. yeah
2: mm-hmm. And, it, and and the thing is there's is no perfect way to do this father thing mm-hmm. there's no way there's no manual there's no actual guidebook there's no there's nothing that says you need to do this here. You have to go through, you'll get through. And when you do that, you come out better on the other side. Every time you get over an obstacle, guess what? There's going to be another obstacle, but you just have to keep pushing. Right? So with me, when I go through my spouse's of uh, depression, that's what it is. Right? right? When I go through my spouse's of depression, I need to be alone. I need to do my praying. I need to read me some books. I need to go see a stupid movie by myself (laughs) so I can come back Mm -hmm. better. But before that, I didn't understand what I was going through. And if... Uh, going back to the young fathers, how are they supposed to know, how to even understand what their body is telling them? Because that's why they drink. That's why they smoke. Hello. That's why they fight. Yeah. And then they got nobody to say, hey, you probably need to take some time for yourself. My therapist told me that, John, you're doing all this stuff, you're going to break down. He said, uh, a car with, with low gasoline still runs, but look how better a car runs when it's full tank." Right? And I'm like, yo, you preaching to me. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I ain't paying you. This is free. I can't afford <laughs> you. Don't do that to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> don't do that to me. cause I, I can not expecting I, I, right. I, I can't so tip well. you, and I'm not going to tip you because mm-hmm, I'm frugal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but Thank
0: God for free um, mental health. Services. Thank
2: you. It, it's, it's amazing. Um, but we, it, we just have to uh, understand what we're going through to help somebody else. We have to embrace. Uh, regardless of where you at in this fatherhood journey, um, because of not you gonna spend your whole life in guilt. You ever you ever see people that are always talking about in high school and high school and high school? It's because they never grew up. They never got past that moment. Yeah, so they, it was. It, this was the best time in their life because they never embraced the next party life. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why kids in high school are doing extravagant things for the prom because they don't believe in weddings. It's it's, it's why they Ooh. are. It, it, yeah, I, I can go. I, I, I'm going to bring it back. I'm, so cool. I'm, I'm going to go. No, don't stop. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, but that's, that's the nature of, the this, of this culture that we live in. And, and fathers have to be in the forefront of what we're doing. They have to keep our kids in the forefront of our decision, and it will be okay. But you cannot, uh, you cannot, you cannot hurt. You cannot think that you're the only person that's going through this because you're not. There's, there's someone right across the street. There's someone right across the hallway. There's someone that you can talk to to help you in your in your journey become a father.
0: And that's why presence it's is better. greater than presence mm-hmm. with a T.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll have this for sale soon. Wow, Johnny.
0: It'll be in the show notes. That was Anywho. Dope. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we wrap up this conversation, um, I want to hear your final thoughts. Not like Jerry Springer. I not will. like Jerry. And, yeah. I feel and you, you got I was, I was like, you <laughs> I feel like you got excited. <laughs> but no, not like that. So when someone is is watching the end of this episode and their what is their biggest what do you want to be the biggest takeaway from the both of you?
1: I would say we need to pay more attention to history.
0: Don't don't be speaking my language.
1: I apologize, but I got to say, All right. (laughs) (laughs) but we we have to pay attention to history. Like Mm -hmm. if you go as far back as the Willie Lynch letters, right, that was about destroying the black family. Right. You go to uh, the way welfare is built. It's about destroying the black family. Right. A lot of these things, if we don't learn how we were broken, we can never repair ourselves. Right. A lot of times we spend so much time saying, well, black women this or black men that, right? And we're warring at each other when we didn't create this battle. We didn't create this battle. This was by design. So we have to learn how they designed it or how anybody designed it in order to reverse the design, right? We have to reverse engineer our way of thinking so that we can thrive again because it's very possible. And it's it's right there. The math is there. So that's what I would encourage people to start paying attention to how we got here so that we can move forward mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Mm.
2: That's good. It that was good. Yeah, that's, that's gonna good. be hard
1: to, hard to. You can do it.
0: Yeah, you uh-huh. can. Put your
1: back into it. If you do with Jerry, Jerry.
0: Jerry.
3: <laughs> we can't even be serious. <laughs> My goodness, you that's terrible. <laughs> she told
2: us not to do it. <laughs> I'll try to keep it very very simple right to be a pillar mm. in your community you have to first be a pillar in your household mm. you have to understand your power you have to give yourself grace you have to lead by example you have to role model the things that you want to see right if you want to see a positive family then you have to be that first right you, you cannot live in regret you cannot live in guilt you have to continue to push forward because if you do, you will not, you will not move. You will be stuck and stand still. I want to see everybody successful. I want to see everybody happy and healthy. And to be a present pillar is not always present physically. It's present mm-hmm. mentally. It's present spiritually. It's present financially. But you have to be present first.
0: Okay, Dan. Um, you did great. Okay. So right. I want, can you tell everyone how to connect with you online and is there a website or is website coming? Or
1: um, So there is know? a website. Okay. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, at the Teen center. I was just playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh you can even call us at 269-369-8666 is our phone number. Uh you can email us at com. Um find us. We're we're here.
0: And that's present p r e s e n t p i l l a r yes present pillars
2: yes please check out Um, our youtube channel yeah that's where that's where the magic
0: happens some amazing conversation conversations (laughs) Mm, one more time conversations (laughs) that's why we don't we don't do do do-overs we just rock with it we just rock with it um some amazing conversations with um some amazing black men because You really don't know their stories until they sit down Mm -hmm. with you and they tell you about their highs and their lows Mm -hmm. and you can learn a lot from them. So that wraps up. This episode of the Please Do Tell podcast with the special series of What's Your Why with Brother James and Brother John of the Present Pillars <laughs> platform. And I am your homegirl, Ronika. Jizu, and Jizu, Jizu, <laughs> that is also my nickname. <laughs> That's one of the multiple nicknames that they gave me at the teen center. It just stuck. So uh, we'll see you next time, Goofballs. <laughs> <laughs>